Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Robin's Rambling, the podcast. I am your host, Robin Brady. Hope you've all had a good week. It's been, uh, well, you know, the same over and over every day, the same stuff. Um, but we're just continuing with life in a pandemic. My husband is joining me today, which is kind of fun because this is going to go off the rails so very quickly. Uh, so introducing my beloved, Mike Renier. I'm not sure if that's a compliment or a dig. <laughs> it's going to go off the rails quickly. You know it's going to go off the rails. Come on now. Probably. I'm excited. <laughs> Guest number two of this whole podcast. Well, three, really, because I had both kids on last All right, week, fine. Okay. so that was... That was something. I lumped them into one sometimes. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. The, the two-headed monster. Thank you for thinking of me, though. This is fun. Well, I do. I do think of you. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while. We've had people so nice. telling us for years that we should do a podcast together because we, on occasion, get a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But Well, let's see how it works, first of all. Right. That's a good point. We may no. have to just ditch this all together. <laughs> <laughs> the sponsors will pull out quickly. <laughs> the sponsors. We'll run out of funding. Because <laughs> we have so many. <laughs> Me, I'm the sponsor. We want to thank today's sponsor. <laughs> and the chick who paid for the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to Amazon who set this whole thing up. Right. Oh, no. Um, so what we're talking about today is um, what I think a lot of people are sort of having to cope with in the time of pandemic <laughs> is the loss of... Of sports. <laughs> You've got two types of people. <laughs> those They're, who care and those who really right. don't. <laughs> yeah. People are saying, yeah, I know, that's me. Or people that are like, oh, no. <laughs> there was no sports, but yeah. <laughs> you are certainly in that camp of the missing of the sports. Yeah. Like a lot. I am, but I'm coping, I think, okay. What yeah. are we in, week 10, you, week 11 or you something? okay? You good? <laughs> I'm only rocking back and forth. <laughs> it's only sometimes. I'm okay. It's fine. Because we have found, because there's, I mean, at first it was weird that we went from all the sports, it was like the perfect time of year for Mm -hmm. sports fans. Yeah. Spring training was about to get under, was underway technically, I guess, wasn't it? Yep. They were reported, uh, pitchers and catchers were down there. They hadn't started playing games yet. No. They were close. No, they had started playing games, hadn't they? I thought there were a couple of games. Maybe. Well, that's how close I was paying attention. (laughs) But, you know, yeah. basketball was really heating up mm-hmm. and hockey was heating up. And then all of a sudden there was nothing. So right now would be an amazing time because you would be deep in the NHL playoffs. Mm-hmm. You'd be deep in the NBA playoffs. Baseball would be like just Base. these are the glory days of early, sure. early season. You get a decent you know, look at how baseball is doing. And football. Well, football's still going with their offseason stuff. But sure. CFL would be, would be getting underway shortly. <laughs> CFL wouldn't be in dire financial oh, trouble man. that's a whole other conversation mm. for a little while from now but yeah um so with the lack of sports to watch mm-hmm. you specifically i'm sure many others have done the same uh, have found some very creative ways of of spending your evenings now well i like the sports networks because from what it looks like they're all airing old games like yeah they're, they're going back in the archives and airing old games and i would love that it started at uh, when this whole thing shut down sports. I said, okay, I'm going to watch some old World Series. And so I fired up the, <laughs> the 1990 World Series, just random. Like, I, okay, lo- I love how, uh, how like devoted you were to the chronological <laughs> order. Oh, yeah, I couldn't miss a game. You couldn't skip a game. <laughs> you couldn't go forward in time and go back. No, it had to be I'm watching the full game on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And yep. it was uh, it was entertaining for a while. I'm hardcore sometimes, I'll you, tell you. Well, yeah. yeah. And then we got past the 92-93 seasons mm-hmm. where the Blue Jays won the World Series, which were great. And I enjoyed those a lot. 
you went from really enjoying yourself to not caring oh, at all like, from not 90. at all. Because <laughs> then there was no 94 series, and then 95 was, I don't know, the Yankees in Atlanta? On uh, Cleveland and... Uh, <laughs> Cleveland, Atlanta in 95. You had... Zero worries. Zero. Yeah, zero worries whatsoever. Uh, and then it got really boring for me because, yeah. I mean, not that, you know, you like take control of the TV, but for those of us who don't care about the sports with those, or I do care, I like sports, mm-hmm. but not to the level that you do. You don't care about Cleveland, Atlanta and the no, World Series from no. 25 years ago. This has been my mantra <laughs> since we, we started dating that yeah. I don't know these teams. You love your teams. I you have no will watch, desire. Yeah, you'll watch the games when you love the teams. If you don't, mm-hmm. you're gone. You're yep. in some other room. <laughs> so I'm sitting there playing Animal Crossing <laughs> while you're watching YouTube. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. No, but it started that I was going to watch every single World Series game from 1990 to 2019. So that's 30 years. On average, six games a year. Mm-hmm. So that's 180. So it's about six, <laughs> six months worth of <laughs> old World Series watching. So by that, by that time, we should be back to normal. Mm-hmm. This is, of course, back in early March. <laughs> Well, we, we didn't think it would last all right, that long. Right, yeah. Oh, six months of baseball. I got oh, lots of time. Brother. And uh, so, yeah. So I got, what did I get to? 97 World Series. Did you really? I got to the 97 World oh. Series. So that was uh, seven World Series in total that I watched. And then we just got into other things. So we moved on to, it was a football life. Yes. So that's the um, that's a documentary you both like watching because docudramas are great. Yes, because sports it, documentaries it are puts something more we both of a, like. a personal face no. on the, the sports. It humanizes it. And I enjoy that a lot. Less I've of learned... the X's and O's and more of the... <laughs> right? You know. And that's fun. And I enjoy those. And then we've been watching, well, uh, The Last Dance, the whole Michael Jordan That's one of the best documentaries I've seen in a long time. That was really well done. And I think of the major sports, you care about basketball the least. Yeah, I, I really do. Really do. Sorry. I, you don't have I don't, to. I don't want to. You don't have to apologize man. for it. It's fine. I've seen a handful of games. It was fun when the Raptors had their run last year. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I am such a bandwagon. Right. You're not the type of person that would say, "Oh, the Bulls and Cavaliers are playing. Let's sit down and watch this." <laughs> no, thing. really wouldn't. No. But it was such a well done uh, documentary from twenty. What was that? Twenty five years ago. Yeah. 30, almost thirty years ago, I guess. And uh, yeah, we both were enthralled with that, and we got through the ten episodes, and now we're like, oh, now we it's don't know over. what to do again. <laughs> well, it's back to a football life. <laughs> yeah, I suppose we still have like seven series seasons yeah. of that to go. So there's nine seasons total but... so far of that, and that's that's so that's what I've been doing. I've been watching a lot of docudramas about sports, and going back into YouTube uh-huh. and watching some old old things. Yeah, I think YouTube has had quite. The, it's like Amazon that, like you know, it's the go-to for so many people. Mm-hmm. If you want to find things that you can't find anywhere else, that's where you go. We're, we're less um, perturbed about the commercials that pop up on YouTube. <laughs> okay, I can wait for 30 seconds to go back to my 30-year-old sports. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So yeah. we've also had, uh, as, as you know, if you listened last week, we have two kids. <clears throat> and they, they're not watching any of this sports with us. They, they're in bed, <laughs> not sleeping, because no one sleeps ever in They're up to about 11, I think. <laughs> but yeah. we... Um, they do summer sports. Yeah. And so we've got uh, our son who does baseball, our daughter who uh, did her first year of soccer last year. And now it's a bad time because mm-hmm. we've, mm-hmm. we've already got the official word that soccer's canceled this summer. Yep. We're still waiting for baseball. They are holding out 
instead of like hoping beyond hope, I think that something's going to change. Yeah, I can't see it having a different outcome though. No. Like personally, I can't see it happening. No, because you can't, there's no, especially when kids are involved, you can't put them at risk and the crowds of parents and there's just no way to do it safely in this no. environment. You can't distance. I mean, baseball on the field, I guess you have a bit more distance than you would in soccer. But yeah. I, I think when it, no, no matter what sport you're talking about, across the board with kids, it's just, this is not the summer to start no. tinkering with things and, and hoping sucks. for the best. It, it really sucks. Because, I mean, you know, they spend all spring and winter from the time you sign them up, which happens in, you know, like January and February that they have their hearts set on doing these things. And they're so excited to, you know, meet the team and get their uniform and find out who they're playing with. And now it's just nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's brutal. And I mean, obviously, we understand the the logic behind it and the health and safety behind it. But man. It's bad enough for us because we thought, oh, okay, they have something to do for two, three hours a oh week. Great. God. Go. Go have fun. Right. And now they don't have that. That's from our perspective. But. You're right. I mean, to get out there to not only burn off the energy, but you're learning about the sport. You're learning about team building. You're getting that that interaction with other kids. And they won't have that this summer. Yeah. And it, it's not like they haven't been cooped up enough. So Right. And, you it's know, they're piling on more. They've been out of like any sort of structural society, mm -hmm. like of, you know, in the classroom and after school activities. And I mean, we've had our, um, our son does karate and our daughter does choir with the Brio Academy. And they've had these great online lessons doing Zoom classes and all that kind of thing. And that's awesome. But it doesn't take the place of being together and having, you know, like a team sport where you have the camaraderie and the togetherness and the competition and all mm -hmm. that. And yeah, I just think that, I mean, you know, they've, the kids have suffered a fair bit to begin with, with being out of school for so long, but losing sports too is kind of brutal. And to the organizations who had to completely reinvent themselves, like Abrio, who where our kids are from. Hi to Brio, by the way. <laughs> several free plugs for Brio. Right. Uh, hi, Brio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's Brio Academy. <laughs> uh, oh, they'll get us a check soon enough. <laughs> You know, kudos to them for setting up the Zoom meetings and so people can continue with whatever they were doing, the karate and and um, singing and stuff for our kids' viewpoints. But what do you do for for sports in the summertime? It's not right. like you can just say, okay, go have uh, a socially distanced soccer game yeah. Yeah, with you, Teddy be your friends. You, <laughs> you know? can't do a Zoom meeting on you the soccer field. Uh, you could. It that doesn't would, work. That would be something to see, but I, uh, you know, you can't quite do that. And uh, it's a tough place for these soccer, or soccer, baseball, whatever sport, whatever organization, because having to deal with this, having to try and come up with some kind of solution for the summer is almost impossible. And, you know, quite frankly, they're losing money. They, they can't do anything without community support and these, these registration fees and stuff. So there's a lot that goes into these summer sports and it's got to be devastating for all these organizations. Right. So you mentioned yeah. the financial aspect. I hadn't yeah. even thought of that. Yep. So what do you see that meaning long term? If they're missing an entire mm. year's worth of collecting money and registration fees and all that kind of stuff, does this hurt them for next year too? Uh, you can't think otherwise, I wouldn't think, because, yeah, all this money that we, you know, as, as parents, et cetera, and sponsors that we that we put into these organizations, yeah. it all goes to wonderful wonderful things to get these seasons going and yeah it's going to have repercussions for next year you would think and 
Um, I, I don't know. I really don't know how 2021 is going to look like. And uh, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. Does that mean extra fundraising maybe when this mm-hmm. thing, when this thing slows down a bit, whenever that's going to be? Um, do they recoup some of this money through fundraising? I don't know. I don't know. I, I really wouldn't want to be on the board oh. for a number of these sports organizations because they have a lot of tough decisions. And I my heart breaks for them, uh, certainly for the soccer organization um, so far that had to make that final decision to cancel the season because that was not going to be easy for anybody. Yeah. Just yeah. heart-wrenching to do that. And if you think of the kids and how excited they get and how adorbs they look in their little yeah. uniforms. Yeah. And, oh, man. That's what we live for as parents, <laughs> right? taking pictures every week. Yeah. Oh, boy. So the next level of sports is the community junior sports, which you mm-hmm. are heavily involved in as the play-by-play guy for the Chatham Maroons. Thank you for saying heavily. Heavily. I, heavily. I, <laughs> like I love doing it. Time. No. But, <laughs> These sports couldn't go on without you. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. But so the playoffs got... Um, cut off early this year. Yes. Uh, so really, the timing, I don't, I don't know if this is the right framing, but the timing couldn't have been better for the Maroons, <laughs> the Chatham Maroons, yep. uh, the team that, uh, our hometown team, and I do the play-by-play for. They're in the uh, Junior B, Greater Ontario Junior Hockey League. So what happens is they got beat in the first round uh, by the LaSalle Vipers, and that was the end of the first round. And I believe it was, I'm trying to think, five days later, Maybe less than five days later. Was it really that close? Oh, it was. It was because they played one game of the second round because LaSalle with the win went on to play London and they played that first game. And I think it was after that first game in London, that very night where the NBA stopped because they had those positive tests in the NBA. And then the dominoes fell from there. So the NBA stopped and then all the other leagues are saying, okay, well, what are we going to do? And then the dominoes fell. So the, the NHL suspended. And all the local leagues, Junior B, Junior C, the GOJHL, PGHL, they said, okay, we're going we're gonna to put a pause. And then the pause quickly turned into, uh, we're done for the year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was literally about five days after the Maroon season was done, that first round was done, that the whole uh, season, whole playoffs were done. So, so in, what, in hindsight... did they ever like, get a, like a champion? Because I know in the Junior C that mm-hmm. they declared someone a winner based on like points and whatever. I, no, not in the GOJHL. It's huh. just, no, this is, we're just going to stop done. it. And yeah, we're just going to stop Crazy. it. There's going to be an asterisk, but I mean, all sports are going to have an asterisk next to them for totally for this year. So. so now we're getting into the time of year when they would be having like training camps and, mm-hmm. and getting new kids signed up. And some of that, like the getting kids signed to teams is still happening to mm-hmm. a certain degree, but there's no camps. There's no one skating. The arenas are all closed. I think this week... Uh, would be the tryout, one of the main tryouts anyway. So you'd have kids, you know, working their butts off trying to trying to make rosters this week, and <laughs> that's not happening. So will there be a 2020-2021 season? Oh, man. Say that again. That was that was tough to say. It's a lot of 20s <laughs> in there. I know, it is a lot. 2020, 2020. But you can't just say 2021 because that's next year. That sounds silly. What a time to be alive, huh? <laughs> what a time 2020? we're in. Yeah. <sighs> As it stands right now, I can't see them. And this hurts me so much to say, but it hurts. No, I can't see them playing a season. because really? in at this, all? Not unless the medical officials and everybody says, okay, you know what? It's time to ease things even more. And it's safe to be inside arenas. And it's, <sighs> it, it, it's safe to 
get together on the ice and the rosters will be okay and safe. Unless that happens, I can't see. The professionals are one thing because you can you can play games without fans. If you're in the NHL, yeah. MLB, what, whatever the four major sports, if you're in the professional ranks, you can play games without fans and be fine because you are not uh, limited to ticket sales. That's not your be-all and end-all. That's very true. You can get TV revenue. And really, I think TV revenue is your oh, number one. Oh, crazy. Yeah. TV revenue, uh, merchandise, you name it. They'll be fine financially. When you get down to these levels um, locally, not just here, but I mean the Junior B, Junior C, even the OHL and that level, you really depend on ticket sales. You need butts and seats. And that is your driving force for making any kind of money because I don't think it's a real big money maker to have a sports team at this level. I mean, you do it for the community. Right. You do it because you love the sport. You don't do it to become an instant millionaire overnight. It just doesn't happen with a lot of overhead um, to worry about. So really, it's devastating this level of sports to have nobody in the building. And I can't see, even as early as September, uh, fans being jammed in arenas. No, I wouldn't want to be. No, and I, I would be. And you know what? With, with this league... In the Greater Ontario Junior Hockey League, the PJHL, kids are a driving force with having their behinds in seats. Right. They love going they bring out the there. They families, the Absolutely. kids, parents, grandparents, everybody comes to see their cousin, whatever, yep. playing. S- Sunday night home games here in town, you see a ton of kids. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know a lot of parents who would write, certainly <laughs> right now, they don't want to risk that. Um, I, I don't know what kind of social distancing you could implement. And you're not going to make any money if you have, like, a significantly less amount of people in that building. Like sure. Like, if you have to cut the, cut the attendance by half just so that you can have space between everybody, that's no good. Sure. And how do you get to the seats socially distanced? I mean, you've got some pretty <laughs> narrow corridors and hallways mm-hmm. and a lot of arenas around here. There's, I, I just don't know how you could do it. Even if you worked out the seating plan where, you know, you could be distanced fine. I just, I don't know. That that would take far smarter people than me to, <laughs> to figure out how to pull that off. And you know what? Once on the ice, once you have one or two infected players. Oh, you're done. It's like the NBA that first night back yeah. in mid-March. It's like, okay, we've got a couple infected players. We're done. Yeah, everybody done. touched the ball. Everybody's sweating all over everybody. Right. There's and all sorts of speaking moistly going on. They're, they're, they're moistly, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, so, And there's a lot of chatter about the fall where we have to worry about maybe some more stuff coming in, mm-hmm. uh, a second wave or what have you. Well, that's pretty much when the season's going to begin. So and there's then just you, so much to, there's so many X factors. And you think about the kids who would be going into their final year of hockey, that this is, mm. you know, the year the scouts are coming out, that mm-hmm. they're... They're playing their hearts out, trying to get to the next level. And now they might not get that chance at all. That's right. And that's what kind of broke my heart. The end of the playoffs uh, last year. Yeah, well, yeah. In March. All the like over, like the overage kids. Who, yeah. This is their last year of playing. Yeah. The 20 year olds who were, you know, maybe gunning for another uh, championship. Like the Londons who looked strong again this year. Uh, they were going for another league title. And just to have it all evaporate in that one night, the beginning of the second round, I felt so bad for for those kids and you know you feel bad for those kids you feel bad for the rookies too mm. because you know 16 17 year olds oh this is you know this is your my, shot another shot for you know the uh, another level higher 
their season's in jeopardy too. So, and not to take away from the 18, 19 year olds who are in the, in the middle, yeah. but um, yeah, it's just a, a really tough place for all of us. So, yeah. in terms of junior local sports, um, I don't know. And even in the, the major juniors, like the O, um, the O, the, the OHL, the, you know, in the O, O it's a, sports, it's a thing in the oh. OHL. There it is. There's the rails. There we go. Off. What what minute mark are we? There we go. That's when the show implodes. They're a bit, you can probably do a bit more in the OHL in that level of hockey because mm-hmm. you do have TV rights. You, you can see across Canada these major junior hockey games. So can they go on without fans? Maybe. To a certain degree, To a yeah. certain degree, I think they can again. But they can't base their season on it. I don't think so. There's so many other factors there too. Trying to get the butts in the seats yeah. and and, uh, and some other things as well. So Merch and all that stuff. Merchandise. Yeah. So uh, can you make it, can you make it where you're just on TV alone? Do you sell subscriptions to watch these games? Is there enough <laughs> demand to sell subscriptions yeah. to watch major juniors? I don't know. Like, you know, you go to an arena, you watch a game, that's fine. I don't know that as a a casual fan that I would be nearly as interested in paying a subscription fee to mm-hmm. to watch it on TV as you would to be actually at the game. Right. You'd have to be at a pretty bargain basement price, I would think, for a lot of fans. Yeah. And is the league going to make money on that? Markets like London with the Knights, uh, Windsor, the Spitfires, they're very well attended and they've got great sports fans. I could see it maybe working in those, in those markets, but there's a lot of OHL teams that are struggling to even put fans in in the stands right so you know are they gonna pony up money to to get a subscription i don't know so uh it's a tough tough go for minor local junior sports if you're not a professional league it's bad enough being a professional league trying to keep your head above water can't imagine what they're going through in the in the lower levels so let's talk professional sports now yeah that everyone is trying to come up with some sort of plan of how they're moving forward the cfl has made some announcements this week Uh, major league baseball is trying to figure out some stuff the nhl is still trying to figure out if they're going to finish this season (laughs) which seems i mean again as a casual fan just just be done don't try and get it going again just so that you can get a stand because this season will whoever ends up winning if they do have a winner this is not a legitimate season anymore because right now we're in mid-May. We're almost in late May. Right. And we're still talking. Like nothing's been concrete. No. So, and the, and the players, maybe they've been working out, but they haven't been in game shape. And they haven't been in game shape since early March. You can't, you, you'd pretty much be at a point where you're playing all summer, getting a Stanley Cup champion, taking two weeks off, and then going back to another season. Because I don't think anyone wants to push back next season. They want, uh, you know, if, if things hopefully work out to be all right, they want a normal season for next year. Mm-hmm. So they want to get going again in, in yeah. October, let's Put say. Put all your eggs into that basket sure. and focus on that. Yeah. So I don't know how you can cram the playoffs from this past season, uh, get that taken care of, get a winner. That takes time. Mm-hmm. In the NHL, NBA, the, you know, there's a lot of games that have to be played and a lot of time. Uh, do that. And then get next season on on time? I, I just, I can't see it. So, personally, I can't see anything going on for the rest of this season, whether it's NHL or NBA. I think, you know, they can talk till they're blue in the face. And they are, because 
I feel bad for broadcasters. Being a broadcaster, I feel bad. You got to talk about something. Right. If you're a major sports <laughs> network, what else are you going to talk about? So every two hours, there's a new story. My phone's going off. New plan for the NHL. <laughs> new hub in wherever, you know. Right. There's a new city that's going to be a new hub every couple of hours. So I don't know. I, I can't see it going up because this isn't going away. Right. And cases in the U.S. continue to oh, rise man. exponentially. So Dumpster fire. Right. So, okay, you make a hub city or two in Canada. Great. What about the American players or based in, you know, American teams? They've got to cross borders. Mm-hmm. They've got to come here. Yeah. Uh, and no, no, we're good. <laughs> um, we're a little leery of that, yeah. NFL. Do you see them having a proper season, maybe just <sighs> delayed? Because they escaped pretty smoothly through this. Yeah, yeah. Their season is situated just so. Yeah, it was. It was fine. I don't know. I don't know how things going to look in September. The season would start uh, just after Labor Day or right right around Labor Day. So I don't know. Um, how do you plan for that? How right. do you, how do you look into your crystal ball and say, okay, in September things yeah. are going to be fine. We're, we're all good. Yeah. Um, I can't see fans in the stands right now. A lot of these stadiums hold 80, mm-hmm. 90,000 people. I can't see that going on. Um, can they play games without fans? I think they can. Football, the NFL makes gobs of money. They'll be fine without fans in the stands. But again, I don't know where this disease is going to go. Yeah. I don't know how this pandemic's going to look in September. Maybe it's fine in August and September. Mm-hmm. Okay, over oh, in a little lull. It's fine. Let's get the NFL going. What happens three, four weeks into the season, October hits, and you, the you-know-what hits the fan again. Yeah. And then Is you it get, worth starting a season just to blow it up again? And then you get, you know, that one player who catches it mm-hmm. again, as happened the first time around, and then everything's just put back on ice. Because right. football, sometimes you get close to players. A little. <laughs> there's, some, there's some contact and there some be spitting s- on people and such. <laughs> so, oh. Don't lick people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as I'm encouraged about the talk of, okay, we can have hub cities and we can play here and we're going to be mm. safe and we're going to test every day and test every player, fine, but how long is that going to last right. you? And I really hope this take is not uh, well-received. I hope it's a very freezing cold take in about a month and you say, hey, Renia, you're wrong. <laughs> look at look, that Look, goof. we're going. <laughs> hope, hey, this pandemic's gone. Right. That would be nice. <laughs> July, July, it's gone. Um, I'd love that to be the case. I don't see it. And I see, uh, I see sports taking a hit for a while. As much as that pains me, mm-hmm. we're going to have to continue our, our YouTube from <laughs> yep. 30 years ago. So come September, when potentially there is no Maroons hockey for you to call uh-huh. three nights a week. I'll be home a lot more. You're going to be here, aren't you? <laughs> I didn't think you'd have such a sour <laughs> tone. Oh, you're going to be here this but six months. What? How do you personally... Mm-hmm. Look forward to a year, potentially, with no hockey. I've been psyching myself up for this since March. So, you know, I, I, I always take the the pessimistic viewpoint. And then if I'm pleasantly surprised, right. wonderful. I don't I don't want to get too up on it and that get crushed after that. Yeah. So I've been thinking, okay, is this pandemic is, is going across the globe the way it is? I personally can't see things going next year. So I've, I've come to terms with the fact that it might not happen. I would love for it to happen because I love what I do. And, uh, you know, going uh, going on the road and calling these games with uh, Matt Weaverink, who's a great friend and color guy. Hi, Matty. Hi, hi to Matt. If he's listening to this one, we'll shout out <laughs> for one. you. This one. This is the only one. Yeah. 
He's done after. He's got his <laughs> claim to fame on this podcast after that. Uh, we have a great time yeah. following the team, following the league. It's uh, And it gets through the winter. Like it, get, it makes the winter go by mm-hmm. faster. Gives us uh, even more to do. and uh, We love to see the kids kind of develop their, their hockey careers. So it's, it's a great thing to do. I love doing it. I just, I don't know if we'll do it this year. It, it does make me uh, sad. You know, I would love to get out there and do it again. But realistically, I can't see this level of hockey working without fans in the seats. Yeah. And uh, just too much uncertainty. So I'll well, be home a lot more. Yeah, to, you will. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that means that you can be on the podcast with me a lot more often, eh? I'm going to look up old videos and we're just going to call uh, Greater Ontario oh, Junior High. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll get Matt on the phone. Oh, no. We'll get Weaverink on the phone and we'll just, we'll call old games. I might actually watch that. <laughs> not even, not even games. I want you like doing play-by-play yeah. of, I don't know, like a game show. We did. Like- <laughs> I want you doing like play-by-play of the most ridiculous thing, like the cats wandering around the well, house. We've got two cats and two kids, so there's really not a shortage of things <laughs> going on in this house. Oh, this could be good, guys. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. If you're a sponsor who wants to join in, <laughs> uh, you can... <laughs> it could be fun. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining me tonight, Mikey. Thank you. Thank you for having me on this show. I hope tonight, I passed... I have no idea what time of day it is. Well, depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> right. Good morning. So it was great. It was a lot of fun. I will see you on the couch a little later for the next episode of (laughs) A Football Life. We passed out by 930. (laughs) Mm. Anyways, thank you to Mikey for joining me tonight. You will hear him again because he's nearby. And in the age of social distancing, there's only so many guests I can have (laughs) in the house. (laughs) He's on again. (laughs) But uh, tune in next week. I have no idea what we're going to be talking about. (laughs) It won't be sports, but it'll be good. Thanks for joining me on Robin's Ramblings, the podcast. I'm your host, Robin Brady. We'll talk later.